I remember as being just irritable and angry, like, why aren't you getting ready in the morning? Why aren't you doing, you know? And then you feel really terrible. <laughs> so I'm the worst mother in the world. So then it just keeps perpetuating. So you just, you're just feeling a little bit trapped. This is Messages of Hope, and I'm Celia Filkey. There are times in our lives when the pieces of our life just don't seem to be fitting together as they should. Today I'm talking with Nancy, a wife, mother and police officer. From the outside, she seems like she has it all together and is managing the juggle that can so often bring us crashing to our knees. But feeling out of control and the stress of everyday life had her feeling disconnected and becoming a person she just didn't recognise. My guest today, Nancy, worked in a few different jobs before she felt called to join the police force. However, the pressures of managing family and working life had her feeling overwhelmed and alone, and she had lost that sense of purpose somewhere along the line. So you had a fantastic job, you married, a couple of kids, everything should be great, but yet you weren't feeling great at that time, were you? No, I wasn't. You know, you get tied up in life decisions. Then you're trying to figure out well, what am I going to do. So having a family, I had Isabella and then went back to work and then you know you get pregnant again you have another child so you're just caught up in life and then the wheels are starting to fall off and because it's hard two kids juggling work family oh exactly and i'm shift work so i'm thinking like who's going to look after my kids today you know i'm trying to set up structures so that their life is fairly stable so you're juggling all of that and I was just starting to feel like I'm lacking any connection with people other than who I worked with. Why do you think that was? What I probably feared being a police officer was starting to happen in terms of you start to think that people don't understand you, don't understand what you do. So you tend to only gravitate to people that do understand what you do and you end up separating yourself because it's difficult one day dealing with something that's really terrible and hard. People being assaulted or families having arguments or traffic accidents. And then you're going to go and have a conversation about something that seems completely superfluous. <laughs> but it's a normal conversation, you know, about coffee or about taking kids to netball or something like that. And so you're moving in between these two spaces, which are completely different. That must be so hard. It is really difficult to change gears, so you just end up withdrawing. Was that affecting connection with family as well? Like, did you find yourself withdrawing there too? Yeah, I think I did. I remember being just irritable and angry. Like, I get angry really, really quickly, which is bad when you've got young kids, you know, and they would have done the smallest thing, but you just have this frustration that just comes out and you feel terrible for it. It's like, why aren't you getting ready in the morning? Why aren't you doing, <laughs> you know? And, and it just, it just starts the day in such a bad way. How do you feel about yourself then? And then you feel really terrible. <laughs> so I'm the worst mother in the world. I keep yelling at my children. So then it just keeps perpetuating. Yeah. So you're just feeling a little bit trapped. They're the people that I want to spend time with. But I was just like, I just need five minutes because, you know, you just don't want to have to, you know, respond to people. Coming up, we'll talk with Nancy about what drew her to work as a police officer. You're listening to Messages of Hope, and I'm talking with Nancy about juggling family life with working as a police officer and her experiences of being a bit overwhelmed and disconnected. Nancy, I'm interested, what actually drew you to police work in the first place? 
Was it because your husband, Darren, was also in the police? We had a lot of, quite a few police friends and so I don't know if he suggested or someone, one of his other colleagues suggested to me, well, why don't you do policing? And I went, oh, possibly, maybe. <laughs> what were your reservations? Um, I grew up in this small community. I was quite naive about how other people live. I like seeing the best in people. I like being optimistic about life. So if you take on a position like being in the police force, you do see the worst of people. You see the worst of what can happen. So there was a lot of prayer during that time of whether I wanted to do it or not. Was I willing to take that step? Because my life wouldn't be the same again. And the way I saw things wouldn't be the same again. So what convinced you in the end? One day I went to church and I remember the sermon preaching on using your talents and it just spoke to me like I can't remember exactly what the service was about specifically but I was just going God is speaking to me today I'd never felt anything like it before and I went wow this is this is actually what God wants me to do. And so how has that worked out for you is policing what you thought it would be? All days aren't the same and there's some days like day shift that I really struggle to get out of bed because I'm not a morning person. But the fact is that, like, when I turn up to work, I don't actually know what's going to happen. So, you know, it could be where not much happens, but it could be something that's really, really exciting and challenges the way you think and decisions that you make. So working through something with a family or with a, a victim and achieving something, that's really good. There's some excitement in that. I would think as a police officer that you would probably be faced with some confronting things. Have there been tough times? Probably one of the toughest ones was taking an identification statement from a family whose two-year-old child had just died and my son was about the same age. So to go into that and actually see them holding the child like he's just, he's not dead, he's just sleeping and to actually do that with a family was incredibly difficult and hard, but by the same token, important for me to do it. Why was it important for you to do um, it? I just felt that in those moments, these people are struggling so much with life and the frailty of it and why is this happening? Because the coronial process is a difficult process and I feel incredibly honoured to be doing that for them and to show that kindness, sympathy, understanding and help through that time. I feel that's a blessing that God has given me to be able to be in these people's lives at that time and show that empathy for them. So how did your policing work contribute to you feeling overwhelmed? I felt great responsibility trying to fix people's problems, trying to find solutions for problems which, you know, through no maybe their fault or other people's fault had been created. And I think the most frustrating thing is when they haven't created the problem themselves, but you also can't find a reasonable solution for them. You're trying really, really hard. So did you feel helpless? I felt helpless, like really, really helpless. What am I supposed to do? How am I going to fix this for them? You know, I'm going back to the same place a few times and nothing is changing. As much as we offer solutions, nothing is changing. And it's just frustrating and just this weight of expectation to fix these problems, which I actually had no answers for. Coming up, Nancy shares how a change of perspective brought the sense of overwhelm back into balance.
we're talking with Nancy, wife, mother and police officer, about trying to not just balance family and work, but find that sense of purpose and connection in her life. So Nancy, you couldn't keep carrying that sense of responsibility weighing on you. What changed for you or or what did you do differently? We have the cafe that's attached to our church. I went and worked in our cafe and volunteered a few shifts and it was fun and made coffee and it was good. And then the ladies there had a retreat, which they ran called Women of Worth, so WOW Retreat. So I went, oh, that looks interesting. Darren's off that weekend. He can look after the kids. Like, let me just do something different. So off I go on this retreat. I am just so exhausted and I'm so stuck. I had a prayer session with these two beautiful women that prayed with me and their connection with God was just incredible. It was like this massive, massive relief that... God could come along and just cut through everything that I was feeling and all that lack of connection. I felt relieved. I've never felt anything like it in my life. (laughs) And it was just truly incredible. And these beautifully gifted women saying to me, this is what God wants you to do. You've just forgotten (laughs) that you're supposed to take him with you to help you do this job. You don't have to do it on your own. Exactly. And that's what I felt like I was doing. You know, I couldn't figure out how it fitted together. I couldn't see what good God would do in my work life, even though God had called me to do it. I just had this feeling, you know, church is all lovely-dovey, everybody loves each other. Like, how do I even meld those two together? Like, I just couldn't, I didn't understand. I didn't figure out how it was done, so I drifted. And, and to have Jesus come along and go, I've put you there for a reason. Do the best you can. The worst is up to me. So how did this change in your life back in the real world after the retreat? It changed a lot. My whole, actually, my whole life changed, to tell you the truth. I didn't get as angry, especially at home and especially in my family life and so forth. I'm not saying things don't frustrate me, but I just find that I have more patience and will look at things, okay, well, it's a better way of doing this. And I'm not saying that that always happens, <laughs> but, I, but if I do have a short fuse and I am starting to get angry quick, I'm like, okay, what is actually behind this? Is this because I'm tired? Is this because the kids are tired? Is this because I'm actually not spending the time myself with God just to sit and pray and just to make that connection again? Because that's probably a trigger for me. If I'm starting to feel like that, that means that I'm not spending the time that I need to just reset. So if you're feeling connected with God, you're able to connect with others? Yeah, totally. My connection to God is a massive impact on my life. I've always had a belief. I've always had a faith in God. It's the connection that's changed. You know, God's put me there for a reason, just to do my best, to talk, to speak, and then leave the rest up to him. Once I leave, it's not my responsibility to keep on fixing these people's problems. And that's what I was feeling. God does love me. He wants the best for me. And to go back to that and start again. I was going to say that I guess by the way you behave is you showing Christ's love in your job? Yeah, it's about the way you show your faith in your actions. It's just showing Christ's love, like Christ's empathy, Christ's patience, Christ's acceptance and respect. And it's not just in my work, it's with everything. Trying to show and reveal those fruits of the Spirit to the people around me and have you know, the Spirit work through me to bring those fruits out. 
You've been listening to Messages of Hope. For free PDFs, videos and podcasts about living with true confidence, go to messagesofhope.org.au or for a free booklet, call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. I'm Celia Filkey. I hope you can join us again next week for another Message of Hope.